live stream, and I think we are on Facebook Live, but they're going to make us take it down in a little bit later tonight. Uh, it's on YouTube, so for those of you that are with us online, we welcome you. So those of you that are here on campus, how about putting your hands together? Welcome the online congregation tonight. Awesome. Now, so the guys working sound, they're going to be juggling a whole lot tonight. The folks working the media, they're going to be juggling a whole lot. Uh, spotlight guy, Mr. Anthony Bethay, the man, the myth, and the legend up top. He's going to get me later for calling him out. Uh, and we've got Mr. Buck Jernigan back there juggling on the live stream, going out to vote multiple venues. All of you guys, I'm not going to call everybody's name, even though I see all of y'all back there, okay? But y'all can look back there sometime tonight and see all these folks, they're working like little ants this whole time so that this program can be an extra blessing to you. So would you put your hands together, just let them know we're grateful for that tonight. All right, so I'm going to pray because our number one goal, again, is we want you to see Jesus in all of this. All right? Would you bow your heads with me? Holy Father, we honor you. Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of whoever would call upon your name, we honor you. Holy Spirit, while God the Father sits on the throne as the Ancient of Days, as Jesus, the resurrected Lord, now sits at his right hand, making intercession for us, praying for us and calling out our name. You, Holy Spirit, are the member of the triune Godhead at work in the earth. We who are born again, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We pray tonight that you would strengthen this cast and all of the folks working the technical side. They, they've been on the last week, they've been on a mad dash doing dress rehearsals. They've been working all day, some of them, and coming out here and getting ready to do this program tonight. We ask you to strengthen their bodies and quicken their minds tonight. Above all, Holy Spirit, we ask you for the anointing that lifts burdens and destroys yokes to come through the message of this musical. We pray that tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Would you put your hands together now and let all the techs, all the crew, all the cast, Sister Blees, who's headed this up, let them know you love them and appreciate them tonight.
In the beginning, Adam knew him as the breath of life. To Eve, he was the promise of a redeemer from the seed of a woman. Noah knew his mercy and was carried in his protection. To Abraham, he was the covenant maker and keeper. To Jacob, he was a warrior on the lonely river bank. Joseph heard his voice through the dreams of a pharaoh. And to Moses, he was the mighty deliverer. He was in the courage of Joshua, the faith of Rahab, and the strength of Samson. To a young boy, Samuel, he was the persistent voice in the night. And to a shepherd, King David, he was the maker of a clean heart. David's son Solomon knew him as the source of wisdom. Elijah the prophet saw him rain down fire from heaven on a faith-soaked altar. Jonah found his forgiveness in the belly of a great fish. And Hosea knew him to be the faithful husband, pursuing Israel to return to her first love. Isaiah declared that by his wounds the people would find healing. And to Esther, he was salvation. For such a time as this, to Nehemiah, he was the watchman of Jerusalem. Nearly 400 years of silence followed. Under the reign of another conquering empire, God's voice would break the silence. Not through prophets and kings, this time his own voice would be heard. Creator God was entering his own creation through the vessel of an obedient girl. shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel and the shadow of Eden's promise still remained a redeemer would come a shepherd to lead his people Your people are longing, can 
keeps me busy, as usual, and the little ones, they're growing up so fast. But God has blessed us, Ephraim. I've had a good flock this year, and I'm praying to sell a decent amount here today. And your son, Jonathan, when will he be old enough to make these trips with his father? Uh, this year, as a matter of fact, he's with me now. Jonathan, Jonathan. Father, father. Jonathan. Please, sir, I didn't mean any harm. You shut your mouth. Is this your boy? Yes, it is. Next time, keep him on a leash. Otherwise, oh. I'm not going to be so generous. No, please. He's just a child. He's just a child. You might want to rethink your actions, Jew. And as for the rest of you Jews, you best stay out of our way. And clear out. You're all crowding up the streets. Back to your business, all of you. Back to your business. Jonathan, I told you to stay with me. I know, Father. These streets are far too dangerous. I don't want you leaving my side. Do you understand me? Yes, Father. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm just glad you're all right. Now, we must hurry. We have appointments to keep. Rome treats us like animals. How much longer do our people have to endure this, Samuel? I don't know, Ephraim. But until that day comes, stay out of their way, and they'll stay out of ours. And pray to God he'll soon deliver us from these wretched Romans. <clears throat> so much bigger than I imagined. It is indeed, but you've barely seen the half of it. These are just the outer courts. Father, what happens to the sheep you sell here? Well, there are many people who travel a great distance to the temple, Jonathan, much farther than us, and it's a difficult journey. So, they buy their animals here to sacrifice to the priest. Now, you wait here. I'll return once I've finished. Are you lost, child? No, I'm just waiting for my father. He's trying to sell our sheep. Ah, for the sacrifices. You 
just look over towards the inner court, you can just see the smoke rising from the offering. You know a lot about the temple. And I should. I've been here a long time. You live here? Yes. But don't you have a family to go home to? Well, my husband died many years ago, so since then the temple has been my home. Really? But why? Well, God has a purpose for me here, so every day I wait to hear from him. Oh, some days he speaks to me, and other days I hear nothing at all. But he's still there. He hasn't forgotten his promise. He always speaks to us in his time, not our time. You would do well to remember that, my son. I will. God blessing on you, child. Who is she, Father? Her name is Anna. She's a prophetess. I can remember seeing her here at prayer when I was a boy. She really has been here a long time. <laughs> she has. Now, we must hurry if we want to make it home in time for Passover. salvation and to pray once again that a deliverer would come to rescue Israel. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, speak to all of the congregation of Israel saying, take an unblemished lamb for each household and the whole assembly is to kill it at twilight. Take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where you live. And when I see the blood on the houses where you live, this will be a sign to me, and I will pass over you. Now this day will be a memorial for you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. lady. Oh, goodness, come. Let's get you sit. Get you to a seat. My name is Rachel. I don't remember seeing you in our village before. My name is Abigail, and I have traveled far. Here, drink this milk. It will strengthen you. Now, just sit back and let me wash your feet. You must stay and observe Passover with us. No, no, don't wash my feet. I don't have much further to go. I really need to leave. And besides, I was taught as a child that when you took the Passover meal, that meant unity with God. And that meant that you trusted him to take care of you. And I surely do not believe that anymore. Children, go get washed up. Your father should be here soon. Oh, Abigail, the Passover is proof that God is good and that he is a deliverer. He delivered our people from the Egyptian slavery, and he can deliver you as well. 
Tell me, Abigail, why are you so angry and bitter towards Jehovah? I used to have a beautiful home, just like yours. And I prepared many Passover meals for my husband and my children. And I believed that God was good. And I believed his promises to deliver us was true. But we waited and we waited and it never happened. Then my husband was killed at the hands of cruel Romans. <laughs> and I was left with two small girls to care for. My husband, he was so disappointed because I didn't bear a son. But he loved me and he loved our girls. And after his death, when it became his brother's responsibility to help us, his wife became bitter. She became angry. She was resentful. She treated us like we were slaves. She even hired us out to a tax collector. And he verbally and he physically abused me and the girls. And then when the Romans that he parted with came over to his house, he allowed them to sexually abuse me and my girls. And I tried. I tried to protect my girls. But they grew weak. And they died from all the abuse. Now you tell me, where was a good God in that? And why would a good God allow that to happen to us? Abigail, evil men won't always have their way. But until then, God has promised to be with us. He was right there all the time. And if you'll trust him, you'll be able to look back and see that. Only God could take things that ugly and work it together for our good. Won't you please stay for the Passover and let my husband Samuel talk with you? No, no, no. I really need to leave. And I don't expect you to understand. Well... Here's some water and bread and fruit for your journey. I don't need much. I have this rope. And I use this rope to escape in the middle of the night. It's really all I need. Do you have any family near? My mother has a sister. She lives a short distance from here. She's elderly. And I'm going to see if I can be of some assistance to her. But either way, that's going to be the end of my journey. Because I'm getting ready to put an end to this sad, miserable life of mine. For I have nothing else to live for. Abigail, Isaiah the prophet said of our deliverer that surely he has borne our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace Rachel, Rachel, I thank you for your kindness to me. I really do. But I think you're a fool to continue to believe those promises. I must go now. Goodbye. God be with you, Abigail. Jehovah, please prove yourself to Abigail. Protect her and show her your love. Children, come to the table. I think I hear your father and Jonathan arriving. Shalom, my children. Did you miss me? 
We were afraid you weren't going to make it back in time for the Passover. We have quite the story to tell you later. But how was Jerusalem? Uh, busy and hot. And did you enjoy your first trip to Jerusalem, Jonathan? Yes, Mother, very much. And Father's promised that I could stay out all night to watch the sheep with him. I did say that, but remember, that'll be a few months from now. All in good time, children. Now, family, come. Let us gather around the table. For tonight, we focus on more important things. Tonight, we remember what the Lord our God has done for our people. We remember the promise. Generations have heard, and the merciful kindness has Jehovah kept his word. We remember the Lamb's blood, every door that was stained when the angel passed over. We were spared on that day. Hallelujah, hallelujah to our great deliverer. Hallelujah to the Lord God who freed Israel. Now we celebrate the sacrifice. As we live to tell the story of our great deliverer, we were suffering in slavery till the Lord's mighty hand led his people from Egypt safely to the promised land. Hallelujah, hallelujah to our great deliverer. Hallelujah to the Lord God who Oh! 
John, wake up. I brought you something to eat. Thank you, Father. I thought you were determined to keep watch for me tonight. I only closed my eyes for a minute. I'm afraid it's been a bit longer than that. If I were one of your sheep, I'd be in trouble. I'm sorry, but I was having a dream. A dream about what? Do you remember the scripture you read to us last night? The one about the prophet Micah? Ah, yes. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you were small and one of the clans of Judah, out of you will rise one who will rule all of Israel, one whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And sitting here tonight under these stars, looking out over the town, I'm reminded of that prophecy quite often. But what did the prophet mean? What kind of ruler would come out of a place like this? He meant Messiah, Jonathan. And God often does something great out of something small. We can never underestimate him. But Messiah is going to be a great warrior, like David. He's going to lead us in the battle and free us from captivity. Yes, he will be a great warrior. But we also must remember what the scriptures say. He will be a wonderful counselor and a prince of peace. I just pray that when he does come, we will know him. Did you hear it? Did you see it? Messiah has come. Yes, Jonathan. I did hear. I did see. I came out here tonight to take my life. But now I know that Jehovah does keep his promises. My hope has been restored. Thank you. Thank you, God. Praise be to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, lifetime. Thank you, uh, thank you, God. Come, Jonathan. Come, family. Come, friends. We must go see the Savior. The child, is, he's our long way to Savior. Glory, hallelujah, hear the angels sing. Spread the good news of the newborn King. Glory, hallelujah, hear the angels sing, Gloria. Sing, Gloria. Gloria. 
was foretold by the prophet Micah. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Salvation, at last, had come to Israel. And so to fulfill as it was written in the law, on the eighth day the child was brought to the temple to be presented as the firstborn. Peace be with you, Simeon. And you as well, my son. What brings you to the temple courts today? Uh, we've come to sell our sheep. What about you? The Spirit of the Lord woke me up early in the night, and I finally believe that God is going to reveal His promises to me. Now tell me, are there any kids to be dedicated today? Well, there are always children to be dedicated, Simeon. Why should today be any different? It just is, my son. It just is. Mary, why is he crying? Babies cry. But this one? Should he be? Are we doing something wrong? Joseph, calm down. He's doing what all babies do. Do not worry, my love. Jesus is fine. God has given you a son, I see. May he richly bless you both. I get my mouth. You as well, Father. Thank you. Mary, wait here for me, please. I need to speak with a priest. I was told that I would not die until I saw the face of the Savior. Most blessed of women, you hold him in your arms, even now. His name is Jesus. May, may I hold him? Yes, of course. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many of Israel. As a result, he has been sent as a gift from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest secrets of your hearts will be revealed and a sword to pierce your very soul. I, I do not understand. You will, someday. 
sovereign Lord, now your servant may die in peace, for I have seen your salvation, the gift that you have sent for all people, the glory of your people, Israel. Anna, come and see the Lord's blessings to us today. Are you bringing your baby to be dedicated? Yes, we are. Praise be to God. He has sent us to deliver the deliverer thank of you, Jerusalem. Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. Come here. It's time. Thank you for your blessing. May God go with you both. baby was it the one you were looking for Simeon yes Jonathan it was
are Prince of Peace. You reign forever. Wonderful Counselor Jesus. Come to visit the Jerusalem marketplace once again, except today is 33 years later. We still see the frantic bustle of everyday life on the streets. Everything looks the same. 
but actually life as it has been known is about to change. Jonathan is a grown man now, a shepherd like his father. He has come to the city to sell his sheep, just like his family has always done. Only this day will be very different from anything he has ever experienced before. Jonathan, good day, my friend. Daniel! How are you? And how's your family? I haven't seen, and how's your father? I haven't seen him since, not since he handed the, the business over to you. My family is well, and father came to live with us last year. He may be frail, but he sure knows how to give my wife fits from time to time. Usually it's over dinner preparations. Oh, ho, ho, now that sounds like Samuel. In fact, father insisted on coming with me this year, although I tried to persuade him to stay at home. He seems to think there's something extra special about this year's Passover. Yeah. He's just over here. Father, you remember Daniel? Ah, yes, Daniel. It's good to see you. Good day, Samuel. How's business? Oh, it's good. I can't complain. You know, God has truly blessed us. But Samuel, I am so surprised to see you here this year. I see my son's been discussing my health again, but I assure you, I'm perfectly fine. And as Passover approaches, I'm more certain that God is closer to answering our prayers. I do pray you're right. Uh, Jonathan, do you remember the first time I brought you to Jerusalem? I can still remember the look on your face the first time you saw the temple. I remember, Father. So, are you ready to have a look at my sheep? It's a fine flock this year. I am indeed. Come, let's discuss this someplace a little less crowded. What's going on? Oh, some criminal or another, I'm sure. You know how the Romans like to make public demonstrations of what they call justice. You're right. Come along, Father. Wait a moment. I want to see what's going on. It's Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one that's been stirring up the city with his teaching. They say he performs miracles. He's been going around saying he's the son of God. But that's blasphemy. He must be a fool. Or hunger for power. You know as well as I do, there's always some lunatic claiming to be the Messiah. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Back up! Get back! Get back! Come on, Jonathan. We need to go before this becomes an uh, a, a angry mob. You say that he claims to be the son of God? He's just a carpenter's son from Nazareth. What good has ever came from there? We need to go, Jonathan. This isn't our concern. 
I will meet you there later. But Jonathan, this has nothing to do with us. Maybe it doesn't. I can explain it, but I need to go see this man. Father, wait for me at the temple. No, Jonathan, I'm coming with you. I'm a busy man, Jonathan. If you don't come with me now, then this transaction is through. Then it's through. I'm sorry, but I must do this. Messiah. My Messiah. 
oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before shears its silent, so he opened not his mouth. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of a soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured himself out to death and was numbered with the transgressors, and he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. And under the shadow of the cross, a new covenant was formed, and when the fulfillment of time had come, God raised Jesus up to life, putting an end to the agony of death. Why do you look for the living among the dead? You seek Jesus, but he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. to death on a cross was resurrected for all mankind. The son of Adam had redeemed his people. The lamb of God had opened a door through death to life. Are you certain this is the place? I don't know, Father. Perhaps they could help. Do you know where they had taken him? The one called Jesus. Do you know where we could find his burial place? Oh, not here, sir. But I see a tomb just beyond. Oh, yes. You'll find the tomb, but not our Lord. We came this morning to anoint his body, but he wasn't there. What do you mean? How could he not be there? Instead, there was an angel over the tomb, and he told us that Jesus had risen, but that we would see him again. Please excuse us, sirs. We must go tell the others. Our God be praised. Our Lord is alive. Hallelujah. I don't understand this, Father. He was crucified. We were there. He should be in this tomb. But what if his claims were true, Jonathan? 
What if Jesus really is the Son of God? The Messiah come at last? The, the prophecy is finally fulfilled? But we watched him die, Father. If he was really the Messiah, the chosen one, the one that you took me to see that night so long ago in that filthy manger, if he was really Jesus, then how could God have let him die? It wasn't supposed to happen this way. And now, not even his body remains for us to mourn over. What purpose does it serve? Jonathan, are you so slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken? Who are you? You've seen me before. <laughs> Messiah! Yes, Samuel, your faith has shown you the truth. I, I do know you, but I saw you die. Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again on the third day, and the repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name, beginning in Jerusalem. And you, Jonathan, are a witness of these things. For you have seen me before, as a babe in the manger, as a child in the temple, you saw me crucified. See my hands, my feet? It is I. It is you, my Lord, my Savior. Yes, Jonathan, it is I. No more waiting, no more sacrifices. Your sins have been forgiven. You, my child, have been redeemed. you to stand with me for just a moment we've got just a few more minutes with this program and we want to end it with a cherry on top tonight but while they're prepping to finish it I want to ask you a question as Samuel said just a moment ago standing right down here what if he is the son of God What if what the prophets said and foretold about the baby coming, born of a virgin, was true? What if what the prophet Micah said when the ladies shared that, 
that he would be born in Bethlehem. And I think Samuel referred to that as well. What if he would be born in Bethlehem? What if God did pick out one little tiny town some 700 years before Jesus was ever born? What if God put a stick pin to tell everybody when he comes, he's coming right here? And when that angel appeared to those shepherds and said, whew, it's great joy, glad tidings be unto you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, Bethlehem, the house of bread, is born a Savior. What if it is true? What if he did die on a cross? What if he did die as the Lamb of God to take away our sin? What if he did shed his blood? What if he did give his life? What if every time he told his disciples that I'm going to Jerusalem, they're going to arrest me, they're going to torture me, beat me, they're going to kill me, but in three days I will rise again. What if all that is true? What if it's more than just a goosebump in a Christmas musical? What if it is the God's honest truth? What if Jesus is alive and well? What if he did come as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger? What if he did every single thing that the scripture says that he did? And even as John wound up the conclusion of the gospel of John, when he said, we can't tell you everything Jesus said and did. He said, if we were to say everything Jesus said and did, he said the earth could not contain the books. So what we have in the Bible is just scratching the surface of what Jesus did. But can I tell you something else, folks? He did say that he was going to be killed and he would rise again. But you know what? There's another thing he said, too. He said, I'm coming back. He also said, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I will come again. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to meet him? Because the one that came and gave his life to wash away your sins, my sins, our sins, man, I'm going to tell you what. I am so glad that he washed me and made me white as snow. I'm so glad his Holy Spirit is inside of me giving me hope tonight. Has anybody else got any hope in this place? Now maybe there's one or two or three or a dozen or more people in here tonight that does not have that hope. You don't have that assurance because you know in your own heart nobody's here to ostracize you, criticize you, or call you out, but you know in your own heart right now the Holy Spirit's tugging on your heartstrings because you know you're not living the way you ought to be living with God. Can I tell you something tonight? He loves you as much as he loves me. And that same Jesus that cried out on a cross and said, it is finished and died, is the same Jesus that's waiting for you to open your heart and open your mouth and ask him to come in and be the Lord of your life. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And you know what? If you need to pray that prayer tonight, I would like to ask you to invite Jesus to 
come into your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I believe as these folks have portrayed tonight that Jesus Christ was and is the Lamb of God, a baby born to a virgin girl, conceived of by the Holy Spirit, pure, sinless, holy, a sacrifice. As the song said, he chose the cross. Jesus, you chose me. You came to me. You came for me. And tonight, I surrender everything to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be the king of my life. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new creature, a new person by this gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ. I embrace you and I embrace your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give him some love tonight? Come on, y'all, let's give him some love tonight. You know, right now, maybe somebody in this room, the devil's telling you, you know what you've done? It can't be that easy. You know what, folks? It is that easy because what was portrayed on that cross, the price was paid for you. It's not what you do. It's what he did. Somebody give him another praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And let's finish this thing with a bang. the Messiah, the image of the I am. The bread of life, providing sustenance for those without hope or a future. The light of the world, shining forgiveness and bringing life to those hiding their shame in the darkness. The door, the son of David and rightful Messiah, calling out for those who would hear his voice. The good shepherd, leading beside still waters and making restoration for the souls of mankind. The resurrection and the life, conquering death, hell, and the grave, ending the curse of Eden. The way, the truth, and the life, leading all who would follow him to see his Father in every pursuit. The vine, the poured out sacrifice, weaving his love into the branches of his followers and producing fruit that remains for generations. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever.
ask all of the rest of the cast and choir members, well, the choir members up here, but all the rest of the cast to come in. Bring the babies back up unless they're asleep. <laughs> and I wanted to give you a chance to, I wanted to say, first of all, my, myself, thank you for this great job that they did. And I'm just going to um, read off the names and let you um, give one round of applause at the end. Uh, we really appreciate so much. And before I do that, um, you will notice in the scene that there was a lady dealing with a um, suicidal spirit, a spirit of depression, feeling that God's promises were over and that she couldn't go on anymore. We realize that at this time of year, that is on the increase. And in our land today, suicide is such a major thing. But I want you to see in this musical tonight that there is hope beyond the scope of human understanding. And when you, don't, when you can't understand and you don't know which way to go, you can trust his heart. And I want you to be encouraged tonight. And if there is anyone here um, struggling with that uh, oppression and spirit of suicide on you, there are many of us here tonight who will be more than glad to pray with you when the service is over. We'll be more than happy to do that. And if you know someone who's struggling with that, be patient with them, pray for them, be their friend, be there for them. Uh, God loves them and he loves you as well. And he wants us to show that love to everybody. Amen? Amen. And mentioning how thankful we are to have everybody tonight. I was so honored to see our representative and local pastor Garland Pierce come in. Welcome. Let's give him a big hand. Are there, are there past, other pastors in the house? Would you please stand? Any other pastors or ministers in the house? Yes, look. Isn't that great? We welcome you. We honor you. Thank you so much for being here today. You honor us by coming, and we appreciate it so very much. We, have, we trust that for you and your family and your church, a great, big, wonderful Christmas season and a prosperous new year. Amen. Okay, so, so I'm just going to go through the, the paper because if I don't, I'll just forget somebody. And I just want to take the time to say thank you for every, to everybody. I'm going to start out with the supporting cast because how many of you know if you've got 95 people working all day Sunday and Monday, you have to feed them to keep them going, right? And so, and so uh, I want to thank Elise Bethes, Tracy Bethes, Beth Chavis, Pastor Kim Hodge, Ward and Joyce Lowry, and anyone that I don't know about that assisted with them, I appreciate it so much. Um, those who kept the nursery, Deborah, Elise, uh, Beth, and Christy as well. And this, there's quite a few down here for staging. Many years ago, uh, I don't remember exactly how many years ago, Anthony Bethay and um, his, his sons created these items uh, to look like Jerusalem. And when, when he made them, he made them so they could be taken apart and put back together by number. I wondered why Denise didn't come up here. She knew she was supposed to. <laughs> you, you, have to you have to be up here by the time I get through with this. <laughs> And so, um, and anybody else that's supposed to be up here, right? <laughs> but I wanted you to look at that big, big those big names that, down there, a whole paragraph of people with staging. It took a lot of men, and I'm going to read their names. Andrew Albright, Jim Albright, Anthony Bethay, Cameron Bethay, Chris Chavis, Jay Flowers, Pastor Michael Hunt, Buck Jernigan, Gary Lockie, Rodney McCarter, and James Weaver. Can you help me to give me a, a, a hand of appreciation to all the support? Uh, 
backstage assistants were Sharon Quick, Shalene Taylor, and Suzette Tobias. Would you girls raise your hands? And um, Denise Locklear, who, who didn't obey and come up when she was supposed to. <laughs> but can I tell you, for three weeks, she has worked very, very hard. And I've been there, been my right arm and done so very much. And I appreciate her as the director. Sarah Williams assisted her with the props. And anybody else who assisted her with that, I thank you so much. And Pastor Tim mentioned the sound, the media, and the lighting. So normally you just turn and look back there when there's problems, but there were no problems tonight. So y'all should turn on some lights back there, or at least stand up, guys. Very good, thank you. Jim Albright, Anthony Bethay, uh, Eric Gordon, Becky Jackson, Jerry Jernigan Jr., Vicki McNeil, James Earl Poole, and Matt Warren. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They, they make us look good. They make us look good and sound good, and we appreciate them. And how about this choir and these section leaders? Can we give them a big hand tonight? And the soloists and the narrators, can we give them a hand tonight? What about all these dancers? Didn't they do a great job? So that's a total of 93 people on your program tonight. Some names are on there more than once because of double duty. And if I counted the ushers and the security, it would probably be close to 100. I'm just saying that to say this, that God is faithful. And when we are faithful in the little things, he will take what each of us can do in a small way and make something good out of it. Would you agree that he made something good out of this tonight? Let us stand together, please, and give a great big hand to all of these on the platform today. Our baby Jesus is weren't they great? <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. God bless you. Woohoo!